Welcome to the Career Conversations podcast brought to you by Hunter Recruitment Group. I'm your host, Craig McGregor, and thanks for joining in. Uh, today, we have an excellent conversation with Selena Avard. Selena's a, a recent placement of ours with uh, local marketing specialists, Kiss Marketing. Uh, we were sitting around our office recently, myself and, and Lainey Jordan, our lead consultant, and we were thinking about how we could celebrate International Women's Day and, and who would be a great representative to to have a conversation with and we both thought immediately of Selena and, and it's a great conversation. You'll really enjoy how open she is about her career, uh, dealing with some some pretty uh, intense conversations around mental health but also towards the end of the conversation we really uh, have a fantastic open uh, chat about being a working mum. We discussed at the start of the podcast that uh, she's a, a daughter of one of our previous guests and uh, I'm proud to say that uh, Penny Carney uh, is, is going to love listening to her daughter and her career conversation. So please sit back and enjoy our conversation with Selena Avard. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hunter Recruitment Group. People-centric recruiters, HRG looks to use technology and personal interviewing techniques to ensure the best fit possible for both the candidate and the employer. We operate labour hire and temp services for various sites, conduct permanent recruitment searches and have an innovative program we call temp to perm You can find us on the web www.hrgroup.com.au or search for us on your favourite social site, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. Whether you're an employer looking for a fantastic new team member or you're an individual seeking their next great career move, start a conversation with Hunter Recruitment Group today. So welcome to the Career Conversations podcast, Selena Avard. Thanks for having me. I was saying before we came on air here that you're the first mother and daughter uh, podcast guests that I've had. Your mum's been a guest before. They're big shoes to fill those ones. So <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure. nearly as interesting or entertaining, I promise. <laughs> I'm sure you'll do a great job. So, All right, so we wanted to have a chat to you today about a number of different things. Um, we thought coming into International Women's Day, uh, Lainey Jordan, who's our sort of lead recruiter, uh, we were brainstorming who we should get in to talk about um, work, life, work-life balance, being a mum, doing all those sorts of things and we thought that you'd be a perfect guest. So I'm going to grill you with questions all about that sort of stuff. Cool. So let's start at the start. So did you grow up here in, in Maitland in the Hunter? Uh, yeah, so um, my mum and dad actually moved to Woodville, um, bought a property with another family um, and divided it down the middle um, and moved to that property when, um, I don't know if I was actually even born, mum was certainly pregnant with me, but uh, yeah, my um, first couple of years were in a caravan on a property <laughs> um, attached to a shed in Woodville um, while the house was being built. Mum and dad built the house themselves and so um, yeah, okay. we lived in a caravan attached to a shed for a period of time till that happened, so... And so yes. went to school here, had the idyllic Maitland mm -hmm. lifestyle growing up. Mm -hmm. And then did you know what you wanted to do when you were at school? Did you have this dream of where you wanted to go? Or? I don't really still know what I want to be when awesome. I grow up. Yep. I still haven't quite worked that out. But um, no, I didn't have any particular plan in mind. Um, I remember coming to the end of school and saying to mum and dad, I don't think uni is my thing. Mm. Like, um, and not that I didn't 
want to do it at some point, but straight out of school, it wasn't my vision. Um, and I'm still a bit like that now. I'm much more a get on with it <laughs> kind How of person. <laughs> let's let's talk about that. How did your mum and dad react to that? Uh, look, I mean, obviously they're mum, my mum and dad, so I think they're amazing for all sorts of reasons. But um, I do think being a mum myself now, mum and dad had an incredible knack of having very high expectations of us, but not to do anything other than to be yourself and what made you happy. So, um, like, there was never a conversation that you had to be a particular thing or take a particular path, but you really did have to be having a go all the time. Um, and so I remember dad sitting me down and because I said to him I, I don't want to go to uni um, and I had worked from the time I was 14 so all through school I had at least one if not two or three jobs um, and um, I was really motivated around if I'm really honest about having some money yeah. <laughs> at the end of school that was a big motivating factor for me um, and dad said okay if if uni's not the thing you have to have a full-time job um, and let's work out what that all looks like. And super randomly, I, I honestly don't even know how I came across the job, but I saw an administration traineeship for this little company in Dungog and I said to Dad, I don't know, maybe I'll do the, you know, apply for this. Anyway, I came, I think, to the day before the interview and he said to me, okay, so if this is going to happen, what you need to do is you need to picture yourself getting up in the morning, getting dressed to go to that job, driving all the way to Dungog, <laughs> you know. You're going to have to want to do it. You, you, you're going to need to love it. Um, and so I remember going to sleep that night, like going to bed that night and thinking, yeah, okay, so... I have to be really practical. And I think I was maybe just 18. Um, and so I had zero life experience. And I mean, as I say, I had worked in a number of different jobs, part-time jobs while I was at school. Um, but I did exactly what he said. <laughs> I closed my eyes and pictured myself going there and whatever. And, and I went to the... Did you see yourself doing it or not? Yeah. And you did. weirdly because, um, you know, as a brand new 18-year-old, the nightclubs in Newcastle mm -hmm. called me a good three or four nights a week yep. and um, so dr driving an hour in the opposite direction, like it all is, in hindsight, it seems quite counterintuitive but I was really, really keen for it and I went up there and I met with them and the couple who own the business, um, they're both New Zealanders but they had had a very successful business in Sydney where they designed... Um, I guess it was some of the first phases of um, computer management of big buildings. So um, they had designed software that managed everything from the air conditioning and lights into the, the massive um, buildings in Sydney um, and had had a very successful business. And, um, yeah, were just really interesting people who um, had been around and seen a lot of different things and um, had a lifetime of experience. Um, Some good mentors to start. Yeah, and just um, <clears throat> I think they had young children themselves. 
So they had done a tree change. Um, and, yeah, I think were really good in the fact that they took me under their wing. And, I mean, I think about it now and I really knew nothing. But I was, <laughs> keen, they hire me? <laughs> I was keen as anything. And yep. um, I did a – it was a Cert 3, it was called a Level 3 Administration Traineeship then. And I learnt so much. So they were doing – that was right at the – introduction of the internet coming into people's homes and so it was still the dial-up squealy modems and all of that and so um, I would build the hardware of computers for people um, take it to their house set it up in their house connect the internet for them and yeah and teach them how to do it so lots of you know husband and wife farmers and that sort of thing who um, and lots of you know people in Dungog Township yeah. as well, and um, I don't know. I just I think it was one of those things where the people I was working with kind of you know set yeah. you on a path. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, and that was so good to me, and I I'm still in contact with them now. I love them. Cool, that's awesome. Yeah, and the the, the reason I was asking about. You know, looking at it from your parents' perspective, I'm yeah. getting to that point now myself yeah. and you're going to get there someday <laughs> yeah. soon as well, that how do you talk to your children mm. and how do you um, navigate that aspect of, yeah, not being great, you've got to go to uni or yeah. you've got to do this, but to let them make their own decision but try and guide them a little bit. So you've had two mentors yourself that helped you do that. Yeah. So you can now reflect on that and look back at and it a I little think, bit. Um, I think... You know, as a mum, one of the things I try really hard to do is, um, I guess, teach our kids to be quite resilient and resourceful because I think um, probably more than anything, the thing that's helped me in my working life is my resourcefulness, that mm. if I don't know how to do something, I know how to find out how to do it. Yeah, rather so, than relying on someone else. Yeah, and so I think that in itself is a really employable skill. Mm. Um, and I think if... You know, if there's any one thing that that um, you can teach yourself, it is how to find out the answers that you don't know because you don't need to know all the answers. You yeah, just need to know absolutely. how to find them. Yep. <laughs> so how to use your network, yeah. how to resource. Yeah, good. Okay, so you finished the traineeship. I did. What happens next? Um, so I stayed on for a little while after the traineeship um, and then actually a pretty significant life um event happened where my I was actually driving my younger sister to um, a job interview for a restaurant in Newcastle um, with her friend in the back and um, a guy travelling um, towards Maitland through Hexham ran to a red light and t-boned our car yeah right and um, that was a very much one of those days that changed a lot of things um so i fortunately wasn't particularly hurt my younger sister was very badly hurt um and her friend in the back was um injured as well um but she spent a long time in hospital um and you know there were conversations about may not walk, certainly no babies, all of those sorts of things, which are pretty... She was only 16 yeah, at the time. Yeah, how old were you at the time? Uh, not quite 20. Yeah. Um, and so, um, absolutely rightfully so, mum and dad and my two older um, siblings, you know, we all kind of went into yeah. um, operational mode to take care of... Um, 
of her and um, she did a really long stint in hospital and there was a whole lot of relearning of how to do things and whatever and um, the nice end to the story is that she's amazing um, and she's got three beautiful kidlets and she's amazing and she has a very fulfilling career and she's a beautiful human and some really positive things came out of it in the long run it didn't feel particularly joyous at that period (laughs) um but i think probably you and your career um look i think probably um one of the things that happened because there was a lot of focus maybe the impact on my mental health Mm -hmm. um wasn't recognised and potentially dealt with um, at the time. And so um, while really, in essence, it didn't impact my career, I think in terms of the enjoyment that I had out of working and all of that changed quite a bit because I was somewhat more in survival mode than... um, But the the two things, I think, is where most people get it... um, life and career intertwined yeah you 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 have this life-changing event yeah you've still got to go and make money or go to work your work will be impacted your life is impacted the two things are intertwined and that and that's the thing i mean um you know somewhat indirectly after the accident i moved out of home which was a big big step a big change um i was still relatively young um and i moved to newcastle and i was working in newcastle um in a job that i didn't really love um, (laughs) particularly um and i guess it probably what it meant is i did that for longer than i should have um or needed to um it was a security blanket yeah it just it was kind of um it was enough that I didn't have to try particularly hard, yeah. um, you know, and it was it was stable. But I yep. just had so many other things going on at the time that it was I couldn't even focus on yeah. doing something more. Yep. And then eventually I moved past that, and I had done my work experience in both Year Ten and Year Twelve. Um, I did in Year 10 at NBN and Year 12 at Prime. Um, And so I had an interest always in the creative side of things. Um, I certainly wasn't having the conversation internally that that was a you know a career path or whatever, but I just knew I enjoyed that. Um, But do you think... Like, oh, I think about that, like, if you're in year 10, like, you probably had an advantage that maybe family that yeah. were in the media. Yeah. Um, so you could see it. Mm. Whereas if you don't see something, you don't know it's there. Absolutely. And I will say, absolutely, the exposure that I had from both mum and dad's work life yep. and then, you know, Aaron's six or seven years older than me um, and my older sister is four years older than me. So they were all... Um, you know, into their careers before I got there. And so the exposure that I had to what the possibilities are um, and, you know, with Dad's job in particular because uh, um, Mum was home for a lot of the time growing up, um, she certainly, when I was in high school, was back at work and, uh, you know, I remember walking up to her workplace after school. And so the things that you are exposed to through... Mm through mum and dad's jobs um, 
I feel we had a very broad horizon in terms yeah. of what the possibilities were. Yeah, it opens it up a little bit yeah. broader as opposed to the narrow. Like if you think about most kids coming out of school mm. now even still, you know, there's there's columns of trade, Tra- yeah. teacher, yeah. nurse, whatever those might be. Yeah. But there's such a massive uh, realm out there that Absolutely. most people don't know about. Yeah. So. And I mean, in reality, the job that I do now... Yeah. didn't even vaguely exist <laughs> then, right. you know. So, yep. um, I mean, uh, uh, maybe 5% of it existed yep. um, in some format. Um, and so I think that's where the combination of mum and dad's skills and mindset really help in mm. being open to what's new and, yeah, yep. and what's possible. So, so you had this vision of yeah, media, creativity. Yeah. Where and did you go? Um, so I actually applied for a job at the Star newspaper, okay. yep. um, and um, I honestly I don't even remember the recruitment process <laughs> for it at all. Um, but I remember turning up for my first day um, and feeling like, oh, this is such a grown-up job, yep. <laughs> you know. Um, and so uh, I think I worked there for two and a half years, and I really loved it. In that time, I actually moved back to Maitland because um, I was all of 20 and had decided that I wasn't going to pay somebody else's yep. mortgage for them. And so um, myself and my partner at the time, we moved in back into mum and dad's place, um, which was interesting <laughs> for everyone, I think. Um, poor mum and dad, I think they felt like they just got rid of us all and then I was back again. Party was over. Uh, yeah, that's right. And so for 10 months, um, while our house at Ashton Field was being built, yep. we lived with mum and dad and saved money and that was an amazing gift because, yep. um, you know, to be um, owning your own home at yeah. 20, I think... Um, was both massive and yep. um, also just amazing yeah. in terms of what that has brought me um, through, yeah, through life. So, um, yeah, so I moved back up here and I actually transferred from the Star to the Mercury mm-hmm. and I worked laying out the pages of the Mercury, um, so putting ads where they... Digitally? Ne- yeah. Yep. Yeah, so it was a very specific software system that was used and, um, yeah, putting ads where they needed to go, so understanding everything from the big national ads through to, um, you know, local businesses, advertising and that sort of thing, so placing the ads and then placing copy and photos around that. Um, And I did that for a little while Um, and then I think I just got to a point where I really made a decision that I had to do um, something different to... So why did you need something different? Um, look, if I'm, if I'm 100% honest, I think probably my mental health, um, I might have hit the bottom. Um, and I remember having a particular episode one afternoon where I rang mum and I said, I, I can't get off the lounge, I can't function anymore. Um, and it was pretty horrendous but it was also the best thing that ever happened because um it was the first time I recognized in myself that I needed help beyond myself um and that I really for the first time took seriously the fact that what a significant thing this was um and that I couldn't just operate on autopilot anymore 
Um, and so um, very quickly um, I started to feel a whole lot better um, and <laughs> was cursing why I hadn't, why hadn't done, done this five years earlier. Yep. Um, but I think, yeah, it's one of those things. I'm no regrets now because mm. all of those things contribute to who you are. Yep. Um, but I ultimately got myself sorted out and I just thought I don't really know what I want to do and so I went and registered with a temp agency in Newcastle and um, it was Julia Ross mm. and I chose them because <laughs> they looked really funky yep. <laughs> at the time <laughs> and for no for no other reason yeah I don't I don't know either they were big in Sydney and they were bigger in, in Australia yeah and they had an office in Derby Street, yeah, and I remember. I remember the branding. Yeah, they had a, a, a red chili yeah. um, with the branding, and I that was honestly the so <laughs> because you're a marketing branding person. Well, I think I might have been just yeah, yeah attracted to you. that. Yeah, that's and um, amazingly, so I went and filled out the paperwork and everything. One day they called me the next day and said, "There's a job that we think you might be good for at Wyndham Estate." Yep, and I said, "Oh, okay, that's." Um, that's cool. I'll go and meet with them. And I did that. And um, the girl who was the general manager out at Wyndham at the time, she was only in her mid-twenties. Um, it was an incredible gig for her to have. Mm. She's still a dear friend of mine and she's such a clever person. Um, and I think back now of being... <laughs> I don't know, I think she was 26 or 7 or something, and running this multi-million dollar site um for a big international company and she did an incredible job of it so what was your role so i was her pr and events assistant okay um and so was was there like the vineyards now full of events was it like that then so um wyndham estate was one of the venues that actually was kind of leading the way um, with events. So in the time that I was there, um, we did the Ray Charles concert, which was 30,000 people. Um, Yeah, so that was kind of... And they did opera in the vineyards each year. And so it was the first time, like it was... So had they already been doing that when you arrived? Yeah, so So I think... So you were coming and managing those projects or were you coming up and being creative going, hey, let's get Ray Charles out here? Uh, No, so... I think they had been doing opera in the vineyards for quite a few years. I think they did um, Shirley Bassey, I think, the year before I came um, and it was hugely successful. And then Ray Charles was just very much in the infancy of of planning Planning. when I started. Um, But honestly, I learnt so much, both in terms of the type of... Um, person and manager or, you know, operator that I wanted to be um, going forward, but also just in how the world works, you know. Um, And it was the first time I had been exposed to such a big organisation, a big company. Um, What about the... um that Julia Ross experience. So you, you've gone there because of branding. Yeah. And they've, they've found you quite quickly. Yeah. A job which is down right in your alley, right it's in your sweet amazing. spot. Amazing. So that 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 just that looking at your resume a bit more, did you think they – did they talk to you? Did they speak Absolutely. to you? Absolutely. So think to understand your personality yeah. and I go, think I met with the girl for two and a half hours. Awesome. Um, yep. And we just talked about 
everything and yeah. anything. Um, and, yeah, and this is what I say because there was nothing on my CV mm. that said I could do that yeah. job, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, yeah. so. Paperwork and CV is so <laughs> overrated. <laughs> but, I mean, and the thing is I, I, I remember saying, I promise you I can do this job yeah. and I'll work my butt off yep. um, to make sure that it happens. And then meeting Kate um, as the GM there I think was – the cherry on top yep. and a random side story, Laney, your Laney. Yep. I also met her husband because <laughs> yeah, right. he was working at Wyndham Estate oh, at the that. time. So Very that's good. how I know him. Yep. Um, and so we Mate put, a small I know he's tiny. <laughs> so we put all those connections together yeah, right. when I came and talked to her before. Yep. So um, yeah, so he was working at Wyndham at the same time in the cellar door. Very cool. Um, and so, yeah, um, I met lots of interesting people Great and, people, yeah, yeah, it was such a good job. Yep. Um, and so, um, Kate... So, let's fast forward. Yeah. Oh, no, why did you leave that job? Um, there I'm was, always fascinated why people, they love a job, why do they leave Yeah, it? well, there was a change of management. So, yep. Kate fell pregnant and moved back to Sydney. Okay. Um, she was only nearly married when I first met her. Um, and so, she moved back and there was a change of management. And for me, um, the New World Order didn't fit yep. with my... People leave managers, yeah. they leave companies. Yeah, well that's right. And it just, yep. it didn't fit my, I guess, I mean, it sounds corny to say, but we didn't share the same value system mm -hmm. and what used to be really important in the business wasn't anymore and yep. I just, yeah, it wasn't my thing. Um, and uh, another person who's had an amazing impact on my life, um, I applied for a job at Maitland Council um, and ended up working. Um, Roger Stefan was the director there and um, I worked in the tourism team. Okay. Um, and... Um, I was doing events, so things like the Morpeth Jazz Festival and Steam Fest and that sort of thing, so contributing to those. And then I think Maitland Council does one of the best jobs in our region. They're amazing. Yeah. yeah. The the um, the amount of community that's created mm, out of that absolutely. vibrant city department is yeah. really amazing. Look at the river lights and what that's done yeah, over the last decade. It's, it's yeah, amazing. It's incredible. Um, and such a um, you know, progressive thinking council. So, um, and yeah, so I did that for a couple of years and then um, the job at Singleton Council came. So, you headhunted? Uh, no, no, I applied for the job. Yep. It, doesn't, it was a step up? Yeah, you? it yep. was. Um, it was a significant pay increase and it was a management role. Yep. Um, and so, I went to Singleton as the tourism manager and then spent... 11 years there in various roles um, and when I left I looked after a department that had about nine different focus areas mm -hmm. so everything from the community planning and reporting side of what council does through to economic and community development, um, tourism and marketing Equal. and events um, and I say from Singleton Council I got 11 years of incredible career development, but I also got a husband and two little people. <laughs> so I met my husband working there. Yeah, so, awesome. Yeah. Side benefit. Yeah, it was a nice little <laughs> bonus. So yeah. I wanted to talk about that. Um, living in Maitland, commuting mm. up to Singleton yep. and starting a family. So you've gone from this girl that liked to go to the nightclubs, <laughs> nightclubs in Newcastle yes. and, and was making money to support your lifestyle, go yep. home, live with mum and dad. But now... Yeah. You're married, you're starting a family, you've got this important role. Yeah. How do you, how do you juggle that? Um, 
Look, uh, a couple of things to say. Um, my time at Singleton Council was amazing and for seven of the 11 years I was kidlet free um, yep. and so I gave everything and anything I had to that role and not begrudgingly, I, I loved everything I did and I mean in every job there are bits that you go, oh, yep. that does my head in but I loved the job um, till the day I left. Um, once the kidlets came along and I was incredibly fortunate where I was able to have eight months off mm -hmm. each time um, with my little people um, and that doesn't happen very easily and it's a, it's, I recognise that it's a massive impost on the organisation to have somebody in a management role off for eight months yeah. um, and so I was incredibly grateful for that time. So do you think that that um, gratitude leads to you being a more dedicated employee when you Absolutely, return? Yep. without question. Um, and to this day, I'm still grateful that I had the opportunity to be able to... And with the combination of paid parental leave and mm. the leave that I had saved and whatever, I had those eight months off on full pay both times, which yep. is unheard of. Yeah, so, unbelievable, yeah. And I think um, I didn't... I, I don't think you can underestimate in terms of having a very calm existence with my little people and not being stressed about money and being stressed about having to get back to work and all of that. I had two incredibly calm little people. I loved every minute of my maternity mm -hmm. leave. When I was going back, I was also super ready to go back. I'm not designed to be a stay-at-home mum. Yep. Um, I was 35 having my first little person, so I was very much immersed so you in my were, career. Yeah, you were driven. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so... so how do you do, that's, that's a tough thing to juggle because those little yep. people need you. Yeah. The staff that you're managing need you. The yep. Singleton Council or your employer needs you. Yeah. How do you... Like, there's only so much time in each day. There's only so much capacity in your brain. Yeah. What did you do? What sort of tips do you have to juggling that? Um, look, I think... Uh, uh, it's very straightforward, but being super organised helps. Yep. Um, and still now we have systems where when we get home in the afternoon, shoes get put in the same spot, you know, and lunchbox get unpacked. I mean, it's all very straightforward, yep. but it just means the next morning is not chaotic. Um, I mean, I have to recognise the role that my husband plays. He is an incredibly hands-on dad. Um, he's amazing with the kidlets. Um, we are very much in an equal You're partnership. Tight. He is... Um, luck we get home and there's pretty much a couple of hours from when we get home to when the kids go to bed and so it's go 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 and so <laughs> if he's not bathing he's cooking a meal and I'm you know yeah. so it is what it what needs to be done gets done all and um, yeah it is all hands <laughs> on deck for a couple of hours um, I've and been there. <laughs> yeah yeah and so he um, he plays a massive role in that as well but I guess um, the reality of it is having a supportive employer um, really, really helps. So, what about let's let's talk about the employee. So you've got this supportive employer. Mm. You're managing staff. Mm. How difficult is it as a return to work mum after eight months of maternity leave to come back and slot back into being that person's <laughs> manager again? Really hard. Yeah. And particularly both times, a couple of my people acted up into my role yep. so while I was away. Yeah. yeah, and so. Um, um, both of those girls that did that still now are really dear friends of mine and I'm so grateful 
for the fact that they stepped up and took over. And, um, you know, I, I absolutely... There were times where there was a phone call to say, can you tell me background on this or whatever? But mm. that was a rarity. Um, and... Um, well, I'm more talking about... So you've been fortunate there, and that might be your management style, but... I reckon there'd be it'd be difficult for people to return and then someone else go, well, that's my job now. Yes. You're, you're now stepping back. Now. Yeah. Well, I don't want to be here. They leave. You've got to recruit again. Yeah. That, 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 that uh, change would create problems within an organisation yeah, for, and it, for that I, person coming back yeah. to manage. And, I mean, from a... I think just... Uh, I mean, I'm one of those people, for better or for worse, I'm pretty open and pretty wear my heart on my sleeve and so I don't find it difficult to have those conversations and I remember sitting down with Jess in particular who did a the you know the massive load of my role and saying to her what does this mean now how do we get our groove back on because it kind of changes the dynamic of the relationship um and um, super fortunately, I was um, still the manager when Jess had her turn of having her yep. babies, and so you know, and so I was Goes able to yeah out. to support her through that as well. Um, mm. But I do think um, one of the things that I have um, tried really hard in, in terms of managing people is to just have really open conversations because. Um, you know, it's often referred to as difficult conversations, but I think if you're just talking yeah. to people all the time, it doesn't get to a point of difficult. And so, I mean, it's credit to them. And I have, as I say, uh, so many of the people that I've worked with in the past are still good friends of mine. And, you know, we've had a relationship that is, um, uh, you know, a, a professional relationship underpinned by a friendship over yep. time. So um, that doesn't always make it easy when you've got to make a tough business decision. But I also think if you are honest with people, they get it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, so. Okay. And so you've come home, so to speak. Yeah. And working so, with Kiss Marketing now. Yeah. Tell me about that decision process. I know we were a part of that process. Yeah. But tell me about the reasoning behind going from large council organisation into mm. small um, consultancy firm? So, um, in between leaving council and coming to KISS, um, I was running a software company actually that yep. Kate from Wyndham yep. had developed this software and I was working with her for a couple of years. And so, because. So, you just working from home? Yeah, because it's Sydney based, I did the majority of the time from home, which I loved in lots of respects, but. Um, as you might have noticed, I can talk. Yep, no people um, so, you. so I yep. just really missed Social. people, yep. and I saw. I just was looking for something because I thought I could probably still do that, and then maybe do yep. something so in an office a couple of days a week or whatever, just so I had the interaction. And I saw your job ad. Yep. I didn't know where it was for or whatever, um, but it was for I think three Digital days. Marketing, yeah, yeah, twenty hours a week or whatever. And um, uh, with the digital marketing stuff, um, I'm a funny combination that not everybody has of being super nerdy, where I love the mm-hmm. techie side of things, but also that creative side. Um, and so digital marketing is a really good um, fit in terms yeah. of ticking both of those. Boxes. I still remember that. That's, this is the classic, um, let's fit the person. 
because the if you re- go back and read that job ad, you're not the right person. For <laughs> no, that. I'm not the right person. For no, that not job. at all. <laughs> but you're the right person for Kiss Marketing. Yeah, and, and um, what they needed. Yeah, and I think that that's the. I love it when a piece of recruitment like that comes off where you, us as the recruiter get this asset or individual and say, this is better than what you really wanted yeah. and I think this is going to fit. Yeah. Let's have a conversation around that. And to be fair to Chrissy, um, you know, um, in her business, I'm a lot to, t- mm. <laughs> to take into yeah, yeah. Um, her business. And well, and it's timing. She was looking yeah. for that break herself. Yeah. And so... Honestly, in terms... I mean, I think the stars have aligned 100%, but I also think, you know, she needed to be really open to the possibility of that. And, um, you know, I I am a big personality and, you know, um, I... In terms of fitting into the beautiful team team that she has there, um, you know, there was risk for her Mm. with that and I was aware of that. Um, The really great thing was I think you guys positioned it really nicely with Chrissy and I went over and met with her and we just had a really frank conversation with each other Um, and it was the start of a beautiful thing. So I remember after that conversation she came in here jumping for joy oh i, I felt <laughs> the same and i said to her i said you know i knew of chrissy in the periphery sort of thing so <clears throat> you know at a i don't know at a maywell ball or a you know one of the maitland events yeah, i'd bump in and say hi or whatever but i didn't know know her yep. at all um and um yeah i remember sitting down and i I said to her after I'd started and been there a few weeks, I said, I was quite nervous about working yeah. with her, you know, because I didn't know whether the two of us both um, with such big personalities would work or not. Um, but again, I think we just share a really similar philosophy. Mm. Um, and so important. Yeah. And she's incredibly trusting and credit to her for somebody who has built a business over so many years and she's such an integral part of that Mm. she isn't a control freak like she was she gave me a huge amount of freedom um and you know so I give her massive credit for that because it's very easy to be well no one can do it better than me um and so yeah and so it's it's just glorious because I now get to be the mum that I want to be to my babies um and you know after I leave here today I'm going to um a thing in the park for my four-year-old um, and to have morning tea with them and um, I get to be fulfilled and um, work with great clients. So and you've got the ultimate balance. It's amazing. So tell me, what, what what's the future? What do you want to take? What do you want to do with KISS? What's your driving vision um, for it? I actually, it's ridiculous because I'm a fair way into it now, but I still get butterflies in my tummy when I think about um, all of the exciting things um, that we are doing and are going to do. Um, And um, I guess the reality of it is um, obviously expanding the business is... um, is the desire but not beyond the point of boutique because I think in terms of marketing and particularly in Maitland and the Hunter. So there's no, you don't really have much competition around here. Not directly. In Newcastle. Yeah. There'd be a creep of people coming in and marketing in this area but you've built, or Chrissy's built a brand. Yeah. And um, 
and she's incredibly well respected and mm. the team of people at KISS are really great. Like there's a great mix of skills. Um, but so um, the d- desire is absolutely to remain boutique because that's the only way that you can be responsive yep. to clients and that's a big part of what we yep. are. Um, and But yeah, um, you know, on Friday I was in Sydney meeting with a... $10 million operation yeah, um, in steel who um, we now look after all of their marketing and so, you know, um, increasing the diversity. So when you say look after all their marketing, yes. that's changed, hasn't it? Like uh, to what you do today versus uh, yeah. what you would have done in the past. Yeah, it's fast. What does all their marketing mean? Well, interestingly, they've gotten to that size and they don't have a single presence on any digital platform at all. Yeah, wow. So we are starting from scratch um, with them. So literally setting up Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn because they're a primarily business to business. So that's the key platform for them. Um, and see, that's really exciting for me because going from nothing and seeing what we can grow yeah, over can a period it. of time is really exciting. Um, and I just also think it's a really interesting exercise in understanding that businesses exist um, and are hugely successful, but they did some critical analysis and they recognised that the reality of the future is digital for yeah. them. Um, and How so interesting, even in steel. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was actually asking um, the the guys that I was meeting with whether they actually do any social platforms themselves and they are all on it and they all look at what all of their competitors are doing but they have no presence at all and so they've recognized that and to their credit they're they're invested in really making it work um and they've got great content they're working on and they're very progressive they've got you know um products that nobody else in the world make and Mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff so it's not that they're not progressively thinking but they just haven't gone down that path until now so i'm super excited to work with them yeah 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 and just watch the the stats grow and yeah i love all that stuff awesome (laughs) all right well before we finish up we have one question on the podcast we have a time machine Mm. so if we could rewind the clock to 20 year old selena given what you know today what advice would you give her um, I would I would say um, look after yourself. Mm, um, that's a good one. More than probably I did, um, because um, I think whether it's a um, an employee, a mum, a wife, a daughter, or whatever, um, you can only be the best version of that if you're actually taking care of yourself. Mm. Um, it's probably taken me maybe 35 years too long to work that out so do you think it was looking back in about 20 when you had that accident Mm. that really that you needed to start to or there was an incident that made you think oh i need to look after my mental health if you didn't have that incident would you still think the same today yeah i don't i don't know mental health was not on my radar Uh, prior to that at all um I had always been someone who was very jovial and um and I am that person again now Mm. but there was probably seven or eight years where um I was pretty much unrecognizable and the relationship that I was in at that time um he's a great guy and no disrespect but I think about things that went on in that relationship and I think 
God, I would never let that happen, you know, or I would never have done that or I would never have behaved that way or whatever. And I think it just, it really clearly demonstrates to me the value of taking care of yourself. Um, But not just your body, but your mind. Yeah, and just, um, I think being a bit gentle on yourself, Mm. um, you know, it's great to have expectations of yourself, but also you're just one person. And so do you now take that into being... Uh, employer, like yep. a manager, absolutely. But also a parent. Mm-hmm. So that sort of life lesson. Yep, you absolutely. Can now hopefully, pass on as you move through different phases. Most definitely, and I mean, um, you know, I even in the Kiss team now, but in all the teams I've worked with, I often work with mums who are younger than I am mm. and who really um, feel a lot of guilt around wanting to return to work or needing to return to work and somehow that there is a perception that that makes you a bad mother. Um, And I can say hand on heart, being a working mum, I am a much better mother than I would be as a full-time stay-at-home mum. It's it's not who I am and it's not who I want to be. But do you think the pressures comes from, like you've talked about it, the pressure comes from both sides. Yeah. You get society or your own internal saying, I need to be at home to be a mum. Then you get your own career drive yep. and manager saying, hey, Selena, I need you back at the council. Yeah. So you've got these two yeah. opposing forces pushing you. That must be really challenging Absolutely. Um, to and, deal with. And I think the reality of it is there are people in your life, and I don't think people are ill-intentioned when they yep. do it, but if you go back to work, there are people who say, don't you want to stay home with your babies? Mm. And then if you stay home with your babies full it's time, there are people saying, don't don't you Absolutely. want to be in the workforce? Like, do you feel like that's going to be detrimental? Yeah. And the thing I say is, do what works for you. If you want to be a full-time stay-at-home mum and that's what you want and you love that, then do that, yeah. you know, because there will be criticism and there will be guilt internally yeah. no matter what. So, yeah, well, and it's even financial. I remember when we started our families, yeah. our family, um, we made the decision that Ames would uh, stay home for a little while, yeah. longer than normal, um, because that was what we valued. Mm. But we didn't think it anything different as our friends were going back to work. Yeah. We didn't judge them. No judgment. We yeah. just went, you know what, for us, this is probably going to take us longer to pay back our mortgage than other people. Um, this is what Amy and I both agree with. Yeah. So it's our choice and we'll go down our path. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you've got to stick firm to what you believe yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, so excited to see what uh, happens and where you take KISS Marketing to from here. I'm looking forward to it as well. Yeah, so thanks for being on our podcast. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Selena. Bye. A big thank you to Selena for being so open and honest uh, and giving us a great insight into her career and and being a working mum. And look, if you really want to have expert conversations around your business and marketing needs, then I highly recommend having a chat to Selena and the team from Kiss Marketing and we thank them for allowing Selena to be a part of our podcast today. If you'd like more information about that business or on Selena, we'll have some links to her uh, LinkedIn profile and also to Kiss Marketing's pages uh, in the show notes on our website. You can listen to this podcast via Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and be sure to to rate it. If you think it was a great podcast, please leave us a message. And we look forward to bringing you our next career conversation soon.